Welcome to the Raw and Uncensored Ambitious Podcast. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh yeah, here I am, the original HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. Child, it's been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute. Okay, I have been gone, I think, for like nine weeks. And today's ambitious podcast is all about nurture. It's all about nurturing. Okay, and I'm going to tell you why. I've been gone for nine weeks. What has been going on in ambitious land for the last nine weeks? Well, not too many ambitious things if you want to know the truth. So right around the first week in August, I had just joined a country club with my husband. I know that is like the most first world shit I've ever said in my life. But if you know about my past, you know that my grandmother, Pearl, Nana Pearl, who my little Boston Terrier Pearl is named after, she and my grandfather loved, loved, loved to golf. And pretty much my whole side of that family, the Boyd side, loved to golf. And when I was a little girl, my grandfather, Bud, had like little clubs made for me and I would golf all the time. And then as I got older, I got really good at golf and I loved it. I was super competitive. And then, you know, as you get older, those things just don't jive with you anymore. I was like too cool for school. I was, you know, doing extracurricular activities all the time. I was doing pageants. If you guys have followed me for a really long time, you know, like my backstory. And then, you know, in 1999, 2000, I started uh, Katie Boyd's Misfit Club, and I was working as a full-time trainer and nutritionist. I was going to college, and I just did not have time to golf. If you know anything about golf, you know that it takes, like, a full day out of your life because Katie is a bougie bitch, and she likes to do nine and dine. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but you play nine holes, and then you have a couple cocktails, and then you, you know, have your dinner with friends or whatever, and that is just, like, to me, so freaking relaxing, okay? Well, I joined this country club down in Rye, New Hampshire called Abenaki. It's absolutely beautiful, and literally, I am my ancestors' wildest dreams because if my grandmother and my grandfather, my nana and my grandpa Bud, if they knew that what I had accomplished really living my most ambitious life, they would be so, so, so proud of me. So it was my dream and my desire as I turned 40 this past year, 2021, I really desired to join a, a country club. And my really good friend Kelly and Ed Gallagher, they were already members there. And they were like, you know, always asking us to golf. And I was like, oh my God, this is the place I want to be. I just felt like I was home. And we went through the whole process of joining, which is actually very, very, very extensive, by the way. It's another time, another podcast for another time. But it's it's really difficult to get in. And there's a lot of like hoops you have to go through, yada, yada. So we ended up getting into this incredible, incredible country club. and. I think we had golfed one time or two times or something like that since we had been members. And then one day we had to go in there for a meeting and I just said to Matt, I'm like, oh, I just want to hit some balls. Now, let me just backtrack for a second. 
So in like January, February of 2021, I started getting this like really intense foot pain and I had never had, I mean, I've had all kinds of injuries, you know, I've been, you know, working out training since I was like 14 years old. So I've had it all. I've had, you know, torn labrum, torn rotator cuff, all kinds of little injuries along the way, but nothing like this. This pain was like so intense. And what would happen was I would get this pain in the bottom of my foot and then I would like kind of rest for a couple days and it would get better. And I'd be like, oh, I can just go back to normal. And then I would push myself, right? So I would like work out. I would do like my 10,000 steps. I would train like an animal and, you know, do all the stuff that I do on a daily basis, like cleaning the house, cooking, standing on my feet all day, doing calls, um, seeing clients, coaching people, all that. And then it was like this up and down roller coaster where it was like my foot would hurt. Then I would like lay off of it for a couple of days and I would get better. Then my foot would hurt and I'd lay off of it for a couple of days and get better. And this went on, I know this is like so pathetic to say this, but I'm like a, and I'm not proud to say this because it's actually not a good thing, but I've always been like, I have a really high pain threshold, which is all from childhood trauma now that I've done a lot of healing work around that. And I always used like my high pain threshold as this like badge of honor, right? And I'm sure you're out there right now and you're shaking your head that you've said, yes, I have a very high pain threshold before, right? We've all said it, especially us ambitious bitches, right? We're really always trying to like do the most. And I'm here to say that that's not a good thing. It's actually super toxic masculine. And we're going to talk a lot more about divine feminine energy uh, on this podcast and on future podcasts. I'm not going to go too, too far into this, but I was really working the toxic masculinity in the last year, like just trying to be tough and, you know, stick it out and not be a pussy. And I did this from like January, February of 2021, all the way up until August. Okay. So think about this. The last, you know, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, probably like seven, eight months, I've been like really struggling with this pain. And I'm like, I'm Katie motherfucking Boyd. Like, I can heal myself. Like, I'll fast. I'll eat a certain way. I'll do these stretches. I'll do all this stuff. And nothing was working, okay? I was going to acupuncture. I was going to the chiropractor. I was doing all this stuff. And then I had my really close friend, Maureen Hancock, who's a famous medium, come to my home. And we did this incredible weekend event where she, everyone got a reading. We all had dinner together. It was amazing, amazing, amazing. And the whole day... I was like, oh, I'm retiring, I'm retiring, I'm retiring. I kept saying that over and over again. Remember, your words have so much power, guys, okay? And I was like making this joke where I was like, oh, you know, I'm working this weekend, but I'm off for the next, you know, six months and I'm going to create this incredible program called Ambitious Academy and that's that's what I'm going to be focusing on and I'm going to like take this time off and I'm going to heal and I'm going to do all this stuff and I'm retiring, I'm retiring, I'm retiring. And you know, people were like laughing. They were like, Katie's crazy. She just says the wildest shit. And I was, you know, I thought it was pretty cute and funny too. Well, the weekend came and went. We had an amazing experience, but all weekend my foot was throbbing, throbbing, throbbing. But of course, like I didn't say anything. And then Monday, my husband was like, oh my God, I can't believe like you really don't have any events for the next six months. Like this is amazing. We're going to golf our brains out. We're going to like do all this stuff. We're going to like really focus on all these things. It's going to be awesome. And I was like super pumped. So usually on Tuesdays, we golf because it's both my husband and my day off from like nighttime activities. So we'll go in, we'll get like one of the last tea times and we'll golf. Well, the Tuesday after the Maureen Hancock um, extravaganza, I had a meeting at the country club with my husband and we just went in and we had lunch 
And then I was like, hey, I really want to hit some balls. And my husband's like, bro, like your foot has been killing you. Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, no, 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 I just want to do it. I just want to do it. Because I was having surgery that week. I was having dental surgery. And I was like, I just want to like get in a, like some golf before, you know, my surgery. And he's like, okay, fine. So we went and we golf for a little bit. And then I was like, oh, my foot is really hurting. So I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. So I walk back over to his, he has a big, the big G wagon, like SUV It's pretty tall. It's taller than my Range Rover. And like, I have to like hop up into it. And I'm like, you guys know me, like I'm a big bitch and I have to hop up into this, this truck. So I like go to hop up into his truck. I had my golf shoes on and I just felt like my whole foot just like let go. I felt the actual tear and the searing pain. It felt like hot knife stuck into the bottom of my foot. And you heard like an audible pop. It was like, boom. And I was like, oh, damn. And I just like sat in the car and I was like delirious. You know how like when the when pain is so bad, it like makes you sweat and then you get like super nauseous and you feel like you're going to pass out? Well, that's what happened to me. And my husband's like, I'm taking you to the hospital. I'm, t- I'm like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, just take me home. I'm going to put some ice on it. Like, I'm going to be fine. I'm Katie motherfucking Boyd. Like, I can do this. <laughs> okay. I get home. I go to hop out of his truck. I could not put an ounce of my freaking weight on my right foot. It was like the most searing, intense pain I've ever experienced in my life. I literally had to crawl from the garage up the friggin' garage stairs into my home. And I like passed out on the couch for like a couple hours, like just in total, just delirium. Okay. So I woke up and I was like, oh my God, I tried to walk. I couldn't walk. It was horrible. Like Matt was like picking me up. I had to like hop to go to the bathroom. He's like, I'm taking to the hospital. You need to call your primary care and like, just get in. And like, I don't even care who sees you just get into the doctor. So I called, they said, we can see you at seven. I was literally still in my golf clothes. (laughs) Matt brought me to my PC. Um, and he had to put me in a wheelchair. I'm not going to lie. If you guys go back to my Instagram, you can see me like in the wheelchair. He is the worst wheelchair driver, you guys. Like awful. He was like bouncing my foot off the walls. He was like putting me in the corner on the elevator. Like I was like, this is fucked. I had x-rays the whole nine yards. And pretty much what happened is I tore my plantar fascia. So your your plantar fascia is this fascia on the bottom of your foot. And a lot of people deal with plantar fasciitis, but mine was like so different. Like I've had like some plantar fasciitis before in the years prior when I was competing in pageants and I was doing a lot of fitness things and everything, but I had never had pain like this. So pretty much, long story short, I tore my plantar fascia. I was in a boot, an air cast for like almost a month, crutches, the whole nine yards. It was literally when I tell you, it was one of the hardest things that I've ever went through because I, if you guys know, I pride myself on being the baddest bitch on the block. I have a high pain threshold. I am a tough bitch. I'm like super like, I can't sit still. I have to always be doing something. I have to always be achieving. I have to always be going, going, going. And this was like the total antithesis. Like nothing that I went through in the last eight weeks has been further from the way I have been my whole entire life. But here is the real deal. I am so grateful. I am so grateful that this happened to me because it slowed me down to a snail's pace. It gave me the time to reassess my entire life, soup to nuts, 
and to really pinpoint the things that are no longer serving my highest, greatest good. To really, really dissect the parts of my life and the people in my life and the ideas and the truths that I'm keeping that are not helping me be my most ambitious self. And I'm going to talk to you all about the things that I learned and the tools that I used and all of the different things that I went through that really have opened my eyes to this whole new way of being. And I wanted to first like apologize for not showing up because you guys know that I love you so much. Each and every one of you out there, you are my homies. You are my ambitious. You are my HBICs. We are connected through time and space. Like if you're showing up and you're listening to this podcast week after week, like I appreciate you. I am so grateful for you. I am so blessed. But I'm not going to apologize because honestly, this was the best thing that ever happened to me in my life. And in turn, it was the best thing that ever happened to you out there because I am going to show up from now on in such a different way. And I'm going to show up not only for you all in a different way, but I'm going to show up for myself in a different way. Because what I have endured and experienced and gone through in the last eight weeks, like changed my entire identity. It has changed my life and it slowed me down and it gave me this time that I would never have given myself to figure out what is really important and what going forward must I do to be my whole self, my most authentic self my most ambitious self, because that is what the ambitious movement is all about. It's remember, it's being the HBIC, the head bitch in charge. It's being ambitious. It's being a B-I-T-C-H, being in total control of herself. That is the acronym. And without this experience, I would still be showing up in my toxic masculinity, yelling at everybody and telling everybody like, you have to do all these things. And of course, you still have to do all the things, but we're going to come at the things in a totally different way. But before I begin telling you all the tools, tricks, and all the things that I've learned over the last eight weeks, I want to give a huge shout out to uh, the sponsor of the Ambitious Podcast. It's Life Boost Coffee. You guys know I love me some coffee. Um, I've been drinking a lot less coffee lately um, because I don't really need a lot of coffee to sit in bed and nurse a broken foot. (laughs) (laughs) right? I don't need that much caffeine. But what I love so much about Life Boost Coffee and all of the women on my ambitious protocols and my mentorship, all the women from all over the world that I work with all drink Life Boost Coffee. And the reason why I love it so much is it's 100% chemical free. Coffee is the most, if you didn't know this, it's the most toxic and highly chemical laden thing that we eat or drink on a daily basis. And Life Boost Coffee is 100% chemical free. It's non-GMO. It's grown in the shade. It's fairly traded and it's of single origin bean and it's the healthiest coffee on the planet. I will 100% back that up because I love me some coffee. I was drinking like five cups of coffee a day and my stomach was always hurting. I was always like shaking like a freaking lemur in a tree. I was always like, I was like the squirrel from freaking Ice Age. Like I was like, And I was like, why do I feel so crazy? And why are my hormones fucked up? And then I started drinking Life Boost Coffee and all those things have subsided. And what I also love is that it's fair traded coffee and it supports farmer with fair wages and sustainable farming. 
and that protects the environment. And I love this too. They even donate a percentage of their profits to protect the plant and animals that live in their coffee regions. And there's also really super easy returns if you're unhappy with your coffee, but I'm telling you right now, it's sexual. Um, I drank this morning, I drank the bourbon barrel aged coffee. It's also 100% organic and it's also low acid, which is so awesome. It's so good for your health, but they also have amazing flavored coffee. So if you go on their website, lifeboostcoffee.com, and at checkout, you put in the code ambitious, make sure you spell it right, A-M-B-I-T-C-H-I-O-U-S, you will get 40% off your first order and free shipping. Thank you, Life Boost Coffee. You literally have changed my life in the last couple of uh, months, and I am so, 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 so grateful for you. Okay. So the theme of today's podcast is nurture. Nurture. I haven't nurtured myself in a really long time. Like, I don't even remember, like, the last time I did nurture myself, especially in this, like, pandemic world where, you know, we've, I don't know about y'all, but I've been, I've been holding my life together some days with, like, fucking scotch tape and, like, toothpicks. I'm not even joking you. And, like, this is coming from the queen of ambitious land. This is coming from the creator and the leader of the ambitious movement, okay? So I'm here to tell you, like, we all have really hard days and we all have really crazy things that we have to face and hard experiences and difficult things happen to us that are not fair, okay? But if we use these hard things to step back and say, okay, like, what's the lesson in this? How can I go to the next level by using this energy? So working with the energy of the thing and not against the energy and not judging good or bad, right or wrong, fair or not fair. And let me tell you something. When I first hurt myself, I was fucking so angry, you guys. I was so depressed. I was so anxious. I was like angry. Um, I had like, not only did I hurt my foot, but I was going through a lot of other things, you know, with my health, with my fertility stuff. Um, I was going through a restructuring of my company. Uh, like there was just a lot of things going on. And you know, like that's like, you know, they kick you in when you're down kind of thing. Like that's how I was feeling all around. And I just felt like super alone and just like super sad and just really in a bad place. I'm not going to lie to you. Like I always show up to this podcast, like being my most authentic self. And, you know, if you hold that against me, you know, fuck your mother. I really don't care. But I always want to show up in like a way of like, this is who I am. This is what I've gone through. And this is how like I've taken this really bad or hard or difficult or fucked up experience. And I've used it to elevate myself, to go to the next level, to evolve and truly just deepen the ambitious life that I am creating and curating on a daily basis. So I want to talk to you guys about how I nurtured myself and no matter what you're going through in your life right now, this will help you. Like it may not be an injury. It could be an illness. It could be a disease. It could be a sickness. It could be a breakup. It could be a divorce. It could be, you know, a loss of a family member, a loss of a job, a loss of a significant other. It could be, you know, a move, you know, you're, you're up heaving your whole life and you're moving to a different part of a country or a different part of the world. You know, you might be in lockdown somewhere in a different country and being quarantined alone. Like, I don't know what your life looks like right now, but I know that, like, it's not all Cherry's Jubilee right now. <laughs> like, I, if you're living in 2021, like, life is fucking hard. 
But I'm telling you right now, if you listen to what I'm saying today and you take these tools and you put them into play, like you can turn your whole life around. Like I did in eight weeks and I am on like a different fucking level right now. Like I am still working on my shit, obviously. Like I am a total work in progress. And I know that like I'm done when I'm dead and I'm never going to fully heal everything about my trauma, about my past, about like not enoughness, my my weaknesses, my bad habits. I know that that's never going to happen, but I am going to fucking go down trying. <laughs> like, and and what's the alternative, right? Okay. So I told you all the story about my foot and I don't want anybody to feel bad for me, but it was fucking hard. And like you guys know me, like I'm a, I'm a go-getter. I'm always showing up. I'm always doing. And to be literally bedridden for weeks, like one time I didn't have my air cast yet and I had to like crutch myself to the bathroom in the middle of the night. And like you guys know, like I drink a gallon of water every day. So I like pee like a camel and I had to go pee so bad in the middle of the night. And I went to pee in the dark and I didn't want to wake Matt up. And I was like naked and bladder was full. And I like tripped over my crutches and like fell off the... Like, dude, this is like fucked up. I like went to go sit on the toilet to pee in the middle of the night. And like, I just like my big toe got like, cause I have like fucking wicked long, like (laughs) froggy toes. They're like alien feet. And my big toe got like wrapped up on my crutches. And I don't know how it happened. I was like half asleep, but I like was peeing and I like, I fell off the toilet and like I peed on myself. It wasn't like my finest moment. Like it was fucked up. Like just get the story, like get the picture in your mind of like me naked, titties hanging down on my kneecaps. My husband walks in like he's like, oh, this is the bitch I married. Like she's covered in urine. I'm like fucking crippled. It was bad. I'm laughing about it now, but it was not my finest moment when it happened. Okay. It was not my finest moment. So I had to really step back and say like, okay, you're Katie motherfucking Boyd. Like you've been through worse shit than this. Like, how are you going to pull yourself out? Like, how are you going to use all the things that you teach on the podcast? How are you going to use all the tools from ambitious, the book? How are you going to be an amazing role model for your clients from all over the world who maybe are struggling with really hard things right now too? Like, you're not going to go out like a punk, you know, you're going to go out ambitious as fuck. So this is what I did. I stopped everything. I literally shut the fuck down. I did the bare minimum with everything I was doing. Like I couldn't do any events anymore. I could, cause I couldn't stand. I couldn't do any events. I couldn't do any healing sessions. I could like do my, um, online coaching and I could do like my one-on-ones that were like zoom and calls and things like that. But like, that was it. That was it. I didn't want to show up on social media. I was just like in a bad, 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 bad place. So the first thing I did was I stopped everything. I just was like, okay, you're going to be all right. Like you, you're a fucking strong bitch. You can heal from this. And I said to myself, okay, Katie, you're going to make a list of all the things that you're going to do right now that is going to help you get out of this funk. So for the first couple of weeks, the, the, like I did the bare minimum. I like did my meditations. Um, I was eating like shit. I was like drinking every day because I was just like in a fucked up space Um, I gained so much weight because I couldn't move. So I was like eating like Annie's mac and cheese and like cut up fucking Applegate organic hot dogs and like drinking bourbon every night. This is like true story. And you guys know how I feel about that shit. But like I'm a human being. I am a spiritual being that chose to come here and have this human experience. So I'm going to like out myself and say like I was eating like an asshole. I was drinking like an asshole and I was not taking care of myself and I couldn't fucking walk and I couldn't work out. 
And even like, you know, I was like, well, what would you do for your client if this happened? Okay, you'd say sit in a chair and do like all this stuff. But I was just, I had no gumption. I was so angry. I was in a, just a bad funk. And I just like let myself totally go. But it was actually like a good thing because I couldn't mentally wrap my head around anything else that I was going through. Okay, so I'm just going to put that out there. So I stopped. I just kind of let myself be. I didn't judge myself for what I was doing. And I just like let myself kind of just be like a free bitch for a moment. And then I started really like digging into the shit. Okay. I believe truly that everything happens for a reason. And I think that if this did not happen to me, it wouldn't have slowed me down to the point where I was like, what the actual fuck am I fucking doing? I have this conversation all the time with my online business manager and and soul sister, Kim Fox. And we're like, what the fuck did we just do with our lives for the last 18 months? We really allowed ourselves. I mean, I will speak for myself, but I let myself go into this weird, like, swamp of sadness. I went to a fear spiral. I became like a drifter. I became everything that I loathe about human beings out there that are, like, not doing their shit. And it made me a better person in the end because now I'm, like, looking at life in a totally different way. So this is what I did. So after I let myself just go to fucking hell, okay? I'm going to be honest with you. I let myself just go to hell. These are the things I started doing, okay? I'm going to walk you through step by step by step. I started meditating twice a day. I was like, I have all the time in the world. (laughs) I have all the fucking time in the world. So this is what I was doing. I was alternating my meditations with transcendental meditation, which is mantra meditation, and then I was doing death meditation, which is in my book, and inner child healing meditation, which is also in my book. And I just was rotating through those. And I was having like breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. I was like, damn, who the fuck created this? This is pretty fucking smart. And I was like, oh yeah, bitch, it's you. It's you before COVID. Remember you? You were cool. Okay. She was a cool shit. And I started doing my own work again. So this is the thing is like, I'm the teacher, I'm the leader, but I'm never too big to do my own shit and to call myself to the carpet and pull out the old bag of fucking tricks and to go back to basics. So I started rotating those three meditations. That's number one. Number two, when I could start actually moving again, like safely, I started like going through my house and like really cleaning and really organizing because I just love to feel streamlined and organized. You guys know that environment is one of the six life makers and breakers in the ambitious book, in the ambitious podcast, in the ambitious movement, everything I talk about, everything I teach. Environment is so, 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 so important. And when you're sitting on your ass all day in bed and you start to look at your house, even though my house is so clean and I'm very like on top of my shit, I couldn't do like anything for like almost three weeks. And like my husband, God bless his soul, Matt is amazing. He helped me so much, but like he's not clean like me and he doesn't organize like me. That's just like not in his wheelhouse, which is totally fine. I'm not judging him, but like I've always done all that. And when I couldn't do it, like the house kind of went to shit. It went to pot. It went to hell a little bit. So when I could start moving again, I started cleaning and organizing. I started like going through my cupboards and like getting rid of old shit and like taking, you know, all of like my almond flour and all my crapple and putting them into like, you know, these clear BPA free containers and like making it really beautiful. And then I, I really had to take a step back and say, 
bitch, you never allow yourself to rest and relax. Like every time that I say, okay, I'm going to let myself rest tonight, I always feel fucking guilty. Like even if I'm like, okay, I just want to watch like just bad television or I just want to watch like some Netflix, just like even if it's just like one hour of like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or even if it's just like one episode of like British Baking Show or like Downton Abbey, like just something fucking mindless. I always beat myself up for it. And I'm like, I tell my girls and my ambitious from all over the world, like, you need to give yourself grace. You have to rest. You have to relax. You have to do the rejuvenate. You have to, you know, revamp. You have to let yourself go and fall into that space of nothingness. And then, like, I'm not taking my own advice. So I really allowed myself without judging. And it took a while to, like, get to that place. But just really allowing myself to rest and recuperate because the only way that I was going to get physically better is if I let myself heal. Like if I was trying to push myself too early, I would just keep re-injuring it over and over and over again. And it's funny because I went to a podiatrist and he was like, you know, when you have this injury, what we usually do for it is we actually will go in into your foot, cut it open, and we will actually do a plantar fascia release, which they actually cut your plantar fascia. He goes, you're actually awesome because you just did it on your own. And I was like, oh my God, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, it's like funny to me now, but like, oh my God, the pain was so intense, but I would rather have done it the way I did it than have the actual surgery. But like, he was like, you gotta stay off your foot. And I was like, okay. And then I was like trying to use the boot, the air cast too much. And it was just not okay. It was not okay. So I actually really fell into a place of like, I'm gonna allow myself to rest and relax and not beat myself up about it and not feel bad about it. The next thing is I started doing old hobbies that I used to do before COVID. I feel like I've been in when COVID happened. I felt, I feel like if I like list, if I look back at the last year and a half of my life, I went to like this panic trauma mode just to like stay like super, super like diligent and like, so nothing kind of like fell apart. And then around like June of this year, I kind of just started falling apart and I was like, what the fuck just happened? So I felt, I feel like when everyone was like, and please don't like at me, I'm just making a generalization. But like when, when my husband and I were holding our businesses together and like trying to zoom and pivot and do all this fucking crazy shit. And I like sold a fucking hundreds of thousands of copies of my book, like during a global pandemic. And I packed, you know, hundreds and hundreds of bitch boxes by myself and like all this shit. Everyone was like drinking and TikToking and like playing board games and, you know, baking bread and they were on unemployment and they were just like watching Maury Povich and I was not doing that. And then I feel like when everyone was like, and I'm, you can't see me, but I'm obviously using my quotation fingers. When everyone, everything started going like back to normal, everybody went like to that other place and I started falling apart. It was like reverse trauma. And I'm not making excuses for myself, but I'm just very aware of like what happened in the last year and a half. And I started saying to myself, Katie, what did you used to do before COVID? And I'm like, oh, I used to do crafts and I used to play the piano and I used to read a lot. And I used to, um, you know, like study like different things. And I would learn language and I used to just like sing and I would like decorate my home and I would do all these like really relaxing hobby-esque things. And like when COVID happened, it was like, I was literally in like freak show mode for the last 18 months and I lost so much joy that I used to have on a daily basis. And I was like, okay, no one's coming to save you, bitch. Like Katie, you need to get your fucking head out of your ass. You need to save your damn self. Like you tell all your clients. 
So I really took a step back and I started doing the things that I loved to do before COVID. And if you've been following me on my Instagram um, at Katie Boyd and Bitches, and if you are on the app on uh, Mighty Networks, which is where the real shit happens, where like the real ambitious stuff happens. If you have not joined that yet, you can go to kbmfc.com and join the community and just sign up there and we'll let you into the app. And honestly, like that started to change my life, going back to the old things that used to bring me joy. And then to even further deepen that, I started asking myself, like, what did you used to love to do when you were a child? Like what used to like make your heart sing? And I used to love to do crafts when I was a kid. My mom, when I was a little girl, was president of the garden club in Dighton, Massachusetts. It's like so random, but she was, and she like loved to garden and she loved, you know, to do crafts and stuff. And my mom used to send me to this woman who used to like do like a children's craft class, like in her basement. And I loved going to it and we would like get our glue guns and we'd make wreaths and flower arrangements, all this stuff. And that's how I learned to do all that. Cause everyone's like watching me on the app and like on Instagram, like do all these things for, you know, the fall and decorate my house and Halloween and outside and all this stuff. And I was like, I learned how to do that when I was like seven, eight years old. And that's what I started doing. So I think that if you're feeling in a, you know, some sort of way right now about your life and you're feeling in a weird place, like think about the things that you used to love to do that used to light you up when you were a child and start doing them. Even if it's like foolish shit, like if you used to love to blow bubbles, go buy yourself the best motherfucking bubble blower and go blow some goddamn bubbles. You know, I love to garden. I gardened a lot when I was a little girl with my, with my grandmother. And I loved the whole process of like planting and watching the things grow and nurturing them and like then, you know, harvesting them and cooking. And there's nothing better than cooking with like fresh herbs from your garden or fresh vegetables from your garden. Uh, That is another thing I used to love to do when I was a kid. So think about the things that you used to love to do when you were a child and start incorporating them into your everyday life. So childhood remembrance like just go to that place and and just write all the things down that used to bring you joy and light you up when you were a child. And then as your adult ambitious self, start to incorporate those things into your life. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I was not very grateful in the last eight weeks. I just started going back to my gratitude practice recently. I was just like so fucking angry I was just so angry. I don't even know who the hell I was angry at, but I was just like, how did this fucking happen to me? Like, I am healthy. I am like high performance. I'm Katie motherfucking Boyd. Like, what the hell? Right? And I was just not grateful. And I just started going back to my gratitude practice. So in the morning, when I wake up in the morning, I just lay in bed and I think of like a bunch of things that I'm grateful for. You know, I just go through it. Not like a laundry list in my head, but I really like, I say like, you know, God, goddess, universal life force energy. Thank you for fill in the blank. And then, you know, I talk about this in my, in my book, Ambitious. Like, don't just say it, like feel the gratitude, you know, feel the freaking gratitude. Don't just say you're grateful. Feel what it feels like to be grateful, right? And then the next thing is get off TV and get on and don't watch the news. Okay. Cause I was, then I started like watching like a lot of television because I was like, really, I couldn't do anything. And then I was just like on, you know, like social too much. And I was just like getting too deep into that because, you know, I had nothing else to do. And that's what I thought. That's what I said to myself in my head. And it started to like rot my brain. 
And I just said, you know what? I'm only going to watch TV if it's like super intentional. So like every night before we go to bed, like Matt and I will like, we'll watch like Downton Abbey or like a show that we love to watch together. And it's like one episode and we're done and we go to sleep. So really limit your exposure to TV, especially, especially, especially the news. The next thing I want you to really think about if you're feeling some sort of way right now and you're going through something really, really difficult is I want you to truly think about what you're thinking on a daily basis. And I really want you to think about, are the thoughts that I'm thinking in my mind, my thoughts? I know this like sounds like really crazy, but I truly believe that like 90% of the thoughts that are in your mind on a daily basis are like not yours. In the book, uh, The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Scoville Shin, she talks about the army of the aliens. And I feel like when your vibrational frequency gets low because you're going through something hard or difficult or traumatic like I just went through, and you start to get into like this really yucky funk and you start to become a drifter and you start to go back into hypnotic rhythm like they talk about in Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill, it's really easy to think like really low vibrational, shitty, fucked up thoughts about yourself. But like 95% of those thoughts are not your thoughts. Florence Scoville Shin calls them the army of the aliens. So really start to think about like when you have a, a low vibrational, yucky thought, you know, like so if a thought comes in your mind, you're like, you're so stupid, you're so fat, you're so ugly, you're so dumb. Who are you? Who are you? Like, who do you think you are to do this or think this or be this or whatever? Are those thoughts really you or are they the army of the aliens? Are they like these these creepers, these like low vibrational thought form entities that are creeping into your cracks in your auric field because you are not keeping your vibrational frequency high? And then like when you have these fucked up thoughts, just be like, shut the fuck up. These aren't even my thoughts. So like move on that. And I had to do that to myself a lot. Like every day I was like gaining weight because I couldn't move and I was like eating like a fuck face. And I was like, oh my God, you're so fat. How are you ever going to get back to your normal Katie Boyd self? And I'm like, I'm Katie motherfucker. You're Katie motherfucking Boyd. Like you can do, like you can do this and more. You have a degree in exercise science and nutrition. Like you are like, you have 50 million certifications. You're a fucking genius when it comes to this shit. Of course you'll lose the weight. Of course you'll release the weight. Of course you'll get your body back in shape. You know, like stop it. And just, I do, I scream out loud, shut the fuck up. And Matt knows, oh, Katie's just talking to her subconscious mind. The army of the aliens are coming in. He just knows. So really, really, really get to the place in your mind where you're like, is these, are these thoughts mine or are they the army of the aliens? And 95%, if not more of the time, it's not yours. The next thing is getting out in nature. Like even when I was on my crutches, I would like try to crutch out and just like ground my feet down in the grass or like sit in nature, watch the birds, watch the sunrise, watch the sunset. Like nature is our most primordial elevated rhythm. And when we can connect to nature, like things that are fucked up and that seem like horrible and terrible and not fair and blah, 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 blah. Nature just brings you back to this like baseline. So every day I was feeling really fucked up about myself. I would just go outside and watch the birds and sit in nature and like listen to them chirp. Or at night I would go out and I would like sit in our yard and, and sit by the fire and I would just like watch the stars and just think like, oh wow, how small are we down here, you know? So getting back to nature. Then when I started feeling better, I started moving my body again. So I started really stretching and really doing yoga and just like really just moving my body. You don't have to be Miss Olympia in the gym every day. It's actually not healthy. 
you can still be in shape and optimal just by doing the bare minimum, but just moving your body. And that's what, you know, in my ambitious protocols, I only have my girls doing like 30 minutes of exercise every day. 85% of what your body feels like and look like and how it performs is your food. I hate to say it, but it's true. So just moving your body, stretching and doing yoga, sometimes just going for a walk. Like if I'm feeling like super depressed or anxious or like funky when I can walk, which I can now, thank God, just moving your body, like just going for like a 5, 10, 15, 20 minute walk, right? And then detoxing. Okay. I use a bunch of different modalities to detox, right? I fast. I take certain supplements. I talk all about this in my protocols. Um, but part of, you know, getting out of this feeling of sickness and illness and disease and pain is really making your physical vessel, your physical body high performance, right? And then, you know, detoxing and alkalizing your body, not drinking alcohol. The alcohol shit for me was like off the fucking charts. It's just not cool. I'm doing a sober tober right now. So no alcohol for the whole entire month of October and every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I'm doing 48 hour fast. If you want to be part of me, part of that with me, go over to my app on Mighty Networks by going to kbmc.com and just signing up for the community. And I will kind of keep you in the loop of all the things that I'm doing with my health, you know, eating high vibrational foods, lots of greens, lots of protein, making sure your, you know, foods are organic and grass fed and, you know, sustainable as much as you possibly can. Um, I already talked about grounding, but really doing things every day that ground you. You know, every morning I, when I wake up, I go into the kitchen, I light a candle, and I light my Palo Santo or sage, or you can do it with essential oils or whatever. And I say out loud three times, and I, you know, I do it with Palo Santo. So I put the smoke all over my body and I say out loud, I am a queen. I am royalty. I am a child of the most high God. I will act as such. I will be treated as such. I am such. And then I do my ambitious abundance affirmation out loud. And that is what sets my day up for success and really sets my day up to be very, very, very high vibrational and intentional. And when I was hurting like that, I wasn't doing any of this stuff. I was like, Waking up in the morning, I was like a fucking schlump a dink. I just like didn't even want to get out of bed. I was just like so depressed. And now I'm coming out of this like darkness. I'm coming out of this malaise. And the way that I'm coming out of these this malaise is doing all the things that I talk about in Ambitious, right? And giving myself that grace and giving myself that time to heal. And you may not be wanting to heal in a physical way. You may be wanting to heal in a spiritual, emotional, psychological, or energetic way. And that's okay too, because all these things that I'm saying will help you do that. The next thing I do every day is I do really intentional breath work. I teach this um, in my protocols. I teach this over on my app. But there's a million different ways you can do breath work. And sometimes the breath work is just you deep breathing because y'all are holding your breath all damn day. And breath is life. Breath is prana. Breath is the energy. So if you're like shallow breathing all day because you're depressed and you're anxious, you're not hyper-oxygenating your body. That's not good for your cells. And it does lead to illness and disease and sickness. So breath work daily. And then really getting my sleep. You know, if I want to take a nap in the middle of the day, like I would fucking take a nap. 
And it took me like almost a month to be like not feeling guilty about taking a nap because like I am not, you guys know me, like I'm not a nap person. Like I'm like, I gotta do more. I gotta do more. It's That's not helping. It's just not fucking helping. So getting your eight hours of sleep every night. And if you're feeling like I need a nap, take a damn nap. Take a damn nap. And the last couple of things I want to talk about, I'm just going to like rattle them off and then kind of go through it. But one of the things that I really had to say to myself is if you were like a child and you were sick, like say I was a little kid, like five, six years old, and I had like terminal cancer or something. Okay. What would happen to me as a child? You, that child would be like nurtured and it would be loved and it would be coddled and it would be swaddled and it would be, you know, given, you know, healthy food and all these things. Everything that I'm saying right now is no different than having a terminal illness. We have to sometimes, and I know this sounds kind of like negative, but don't take it this way. I know that sometimes like, you know, we're like, we're just going to push through this. No, sometimes we have to come at it from a place that's like, I have to treat myself right now like I am an ill child or that I have like a sickness. And it's like, if you get a cold or the flu, what would you do? Would you force yourself to get out there and just like suck it up, buttercup? No, you would be like, okay, I'm going to have some chicken soup. I'm going to like take a steam. I'm going to like, you know, rest. I'm going to like have a popsicle, right? We have to, when we're fucked up mentally, emotionally, spiritually, energetically, we have to almost treat ourselves like we are sick children. And we have to love on ourselves like we are the parents of our sick child selves. Does this make sense? So sometimes taking a step back and being like, okay, I am not well right now, mentally, physically, emotionally, energetically, spiritually, whatever. I have to take a step back and I have to treat myself as if I am sick. And everything that I said today, is what you would do if you if you had a child and your child was sick. Like if your child had terminal cancer, would you be like, come on, you pussy, get the fuck out there and go do... No, you'd be like, oh my God, my, I love you, my baby. You'd swaddle it, you'd love it. You'd like give it high vibrational food. You'd kiss it, you'd hug it, you'd sing to it. You'd wrap it up in a blankie. You'd put it in front of fucking SpongeBob SquarePants and you would just like wait on it and dote on it and love on that motherfucking child every day. Well, why are we not doing this to ourselves? This is why we're all in the fucking fucked up places that we're in because we're not loving and nurturing our inner child, our inner children. So really take a step back and say like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to nurture this child's self of mine and it is going to be better than ever before. And really, really, really last but not least become unavailable for anything that doesn't support healing, that doesn't support nurturing, that doesn't support love, that doesn't support joy, that doesn't support your core desired feelings like we talk about all the time in Ambitious. Like you have to really say to yourself, does this person, place, thing, experience, habit, thought help me feel all the ways that I desire to feel? And does it support my highest version of who I desire to be in this ambitious life? I had to let go of a lot of things in the last eight, nine weeks that were no longer supporting 
who I was, where I was going, and how I desire to feel on a daily basis. And let me tell you, none of it was easy. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh yeah, it was like fucking buttercream frosting, honey. No, it wasn't. It was honestly, like, it's been like a really fucking dark time for me, but honestly, like, it says in the Bible, right? Like, like, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. What is on the other side of the valley of the shadow of death? It's not a poop sandwich. It's the light. And we have to understand that we cannot get out of these things unscathed, that sometimes we have to go through the motherfucking darkness and the valley and the shit pit and the swamp of sadness to figure out like, hey, like, I know I'm like rapping this rap and I know I'm talking this talk, but I'm not really walking the walk. And sometimes it takes a sickness, illness, disease, a loss, like a really hard, difficult experience to shake you up out of your slumber and be like, whoa, I'm not living an ambitious life. And I'm the queen of ambitious land. Like I'm the HBIC and I was not doing all of the things that I needed to do to live in my truth, my authenticity and my highest vibrational frequency. So again, I did not show up to this podcast today to make y'all feel bad for me. I showed up today to really, truly speak my truth and fill you in on where I've been. And where I've been is I've been in a place of nurturing and nourishing and self-love and self-care unapologetically, which is literally the most ambitious fucking thing that we as women all over the globe can do. I hope this helped you guys. Just speaking these words aloud helped me even more than you will ever, 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 ever know. Now, in the meantime, I want to just give you guys a bunch of different information. So number one is don't forget, if you're listening to this podcast over on iTunes, please, please, please leave us a five-star and written review. And every week on this podcast going forward, like I was before, I'm going to read that review and I'm going to send you a beautiful gift in the mail, a beautiful gift in the mail, packed up, stamped, signed, sealed, sealed with a kiss and delivered by yours truly. So head on over to uh, iTunes or wherever you consume the ambitious podcast and leave us a five-star and written review. And if you listen to this podcast on a place where you can't leave a review, just leave a review on your Instagram and then tag me in it. And I will also give you guys gifts for doing that as well. So that's number one. Number two is I have one more spot open this year for ambitious mentorship. Ambitious mentorship is literally my most life-changing thing that I put out there for all of my ambitious all over the world. It's a very, very small group of women. Uh, I think there's 20 of us and it is like next level. So if you're looking for like really deep healing, leveling up, working with me one-on-one, Let's have a conversation. So what you can do is on my app, you can actually sign up for a 30-minute discovery call with me. You just have to fill out a little brief questionnaire before we get on a call so I know what we're going to be discussing. And you can do that over on the Ambitious app on Mighty Networks. Like I always say, go to kbmc.com, join the community. And if you can't find it, just inbox me there, just like you do when you DM people on Instagram or you, you know, inbox them on Facebook, I have the same capacity on my app, um, on my ambitious app, and I will lead you into the right place. And, uh, we have one event coming up in January. I want everyone to get like really wet for, 
It's called Bitchapalooza. It's a three-day event. It's going to be January 7th, 8th, and 9th, so plan accordingly. I'm going to be letting out all of the details over the next couple months. Um, If you're interested in signing up for Bitchapalooza, just inbox me on the app, or you can DM me on Instagram, or you can email me at hello at kbmsc.com, because there's only um, a small number, because it's going to be a really tiny event, very, very intimate three-day event. And a little mini retreat. It's called Bitchapalooza. You guys are going to have the fucking time of your lives. So reach out to me if you're interested in signing up for that. And I will put you on the list. And last but not least, it's not out yet. We're launching it the first week in January, January 3rd. And it is our flagship one and only most incredible 12-week program. And it's called Ambitious Academy. And it is going to be a full-on university on how to live your most ambitious life. And I'm not even going to go too deep into what it offers, but I'm telling you, like, you want to get in on this. Space is limited. So if you guys are looking to work with me in the new year or even now, just reach out to me. You guys have so many different ways to get in touch with me, and I am more than happy to jump on a call with you and see if working together is a right fit for both of us. Oh, gosh. Okay, I feel like I just, like, really just spilled my gut, so I'm going to um, go <laughs> go kind of recuperate after this podcast. But My promise to each and every one of you out there in Bitches Land is I'm going to be showing up every week for you guys. We're even going to be having some collaboration podcasts. We have so many cool things coming down the pretty pink pipeline. And I just had to like go through this shit to really, really, truly figure out like what I desired in life going forward. And, um, you know, it took me not being able to walk for a couple weeks and, you know, going through a little bit of trauma to figure it out. But I'm back. Your ambitious leader is back. The HBIC of Ambitious Land is here. She's not going anywhere. And I appreciate each and every one of you for waiting for me and holding that space for me. I love you all. And I will see you next week. And don't forget to stay ambitious. Bye, y'all. Love you.